Hey everybody, welcome back to the That Sounds Toxic podcast. We have been called to create conversations around dating and relationships and the pursuit of ending toxic love. So Chris, you're really excited about today's topic. We are going to be talking about what are boundaries. Do you want to kind of kick us off on this topic? I do. I'm so I, I'm doing. I'm glad you let me kick off because so I let a guy named Terry Wardle. Um, he's a real interesting guy. W a r d l e. Got a bunch of YouTube videos out. Mm-hmm. He's kind of old school, but I really like him. Um, psychologist, uh, professor. So he talks about boundaries, and I'm a guy. I do mental pictures. I don't know how anybody else processes things, but his mental picture, which I love, is a ranch. So you are a ranch. And you have a fence around it, you have a house, you have a well, you have a garden. It's in good shape. So this ranch, uh, the ranch is your identity. The well is who you are spiritually, emotionally. The trees are who you are you know, intellectually, for example. It's well kept. It's well kept. Mm-hmm. So when you have a family dynamic that works perfect, and we're just going to start out that way, um, the ranch is well kept. You know, you had a family dynamic that taught you how to raise your ranch, take care of it, but it's your ranch. When your parents get older, you're responsible for your ranch. Now, what your ranch has is a gate, and you allow people in the gate or you allow them out. And when they're in, it's time to go home. It's time for them to go home. It's their ranch. Now, if you're married or, or dating, your ranch is not the same ranch. They have a ranch and you have a ranch, but oh. you get together at the barn dance, and the barn dance is really awesome. There's a lot of good stuff happens in the bar dance, but what the principle I like about it is, is the gate. You control the gate, who you let in, who you Mm -hmm. don't. So from a boundary standpoint, there's a lot of people that say a lot of things, but this is the best way I've heard it is the gate swings both ways, open and closed. So you allow people in or out, but you're the one that has that control. And there's some points I want to bring up later on, but the gate is really important. I think you have control of it. Nobody else does. Your family, your friends, doesn't matter how you were raised, you're still responsible for your gate opening and closing, allowing people in and out of your life. So but I want to pick your brain, Keely. So that's kind of my analogy, but I wanted to get your intake on it and see what you thought. Well, I kind of want to elaborate on what you said. So the idea of letting people in and out, right? So if you let somebody in and they start cutting down your perfectly manicured trees or they start putting trash all over your lawn or they come into your house and they like make a mess of it, that's where it's your responsibility to be like, okay, out of my ranch. So that analogy is really, really great. And I think I've seen a video about that a few years ago and I was kind of like, well, this is cool. So that's awesome. Um I know that for me in my 20s, I had no idea what a boundary was. Like, I remember when I was in this horrible engagement with my ex who was very narcissistic. And I went and told my counselor what was going on within the relationship, how he had been fraudulently signing for me on loans, how I would say, hey, I don't feel comfortable buying this thing, or I don't feel comfortable with this idea. And he would just do it anyway. And I was like, well, I don't know what to do about this because he just keeps doing whatever he wants, no matter what I say. And that's when the counselor's like, you need to have better boundaries. And I was like, what the heck is a boundary? And I think for a lot of us, especially, I mean, I know it goes both for men and women, but especially women that are empathetic and very sensitive, like I am, uh, when we say no, it's like, we're all about treating people how we want to be treated ourselves. And so when we say no, we can't imagine in our own mind that someone would go against our own wishes because we always want the best for everyone else. I even have a client that 
Uh, she said this during one of our last coaching halls because she was also in a relationship for five years with a narcissist. And she was like, I just can't understand how he could treat me that way because I never could fathom treating him the way he treated me. And so this is where a lot when when we get in situations like this and someone's like, you need better boundaries, understanding what a boundary is is vital. And to me, what I've come to understand a boundary to be is when you have a set standard for how you want to feel or be treated in a relationship, whether it be with your parents, your kids, your friends, a romantic partnership, whatever, even a business partnership, you have these standards. And so the easy example is, you know, I say, I won't tolerate somebody who lies and cheats on me, whether this be in any sort of relationship. And then it's like, okay, well, somebody goes and cheats or lies to you. Well, the boundary is what you do next. The boundary is when you say, okay, well, this is my standard and I'm going to remove you from my life out the gate, like you've said, if you continue to do this to me, or maybe it's a one-time thing and you're like, oh, out the gate you go. So that's what I've come to understand is it is the action you take after the standard is uh, disrespected. Yeah. I think that's real important. So the first thing to back up is to have a standard. Obviously, that ranch we described or have that standard mm -hmm. is really important. But you're right. What happens is we all, not all, but most of us didn't grow up in a healthy ranch. Mm -hmm. So now you have things where you're just used to things that draw you back into where you don't want to go. And especially in relationships, as we're talking about it, um, maybe you're just used to something. You're a people pleaser. So now you have a bunch of tents set up on your ranch because you're trying to please people. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, you have a ranch that's a you know, really small ranch and things are kind of falling apart because you're out helping somebody else on their ranch. Yeah. You know, you're fixing their problems. You're a fixer. It's really so all these things come into play. It's like you said, but you have to have some core values and understand some things. And sometimes that requires some work to be done, you know, because you don't have good core values or healthy boundaries that you learn from, you know, your mother and father, especially your father is one of the things that Terry Wardle gets into is you didn't have that blessing. You didn't have a good dad to kind of show you, especially if you're a woman or if you're a guy, how to model to be in a good relationship. So not these things can't be learned, but it's not something that typically my understanding isn't given, especially in my experience. I had had the best dad, you know, he drank, he was kind of you know, emotionally, physically, spiritually abusive, younger years kind of matured out of that, but still wasn't emotionally healthy. So I didn't have a great pattern. I had to learn new patterns and took me years, if not decades to come out of that into a healthy ranch. But when you're in it, I mean, how do you even see the forest, the trees? If you're in it, how do you know you're not healthy, though? So yeah. I guess my question is, what do you think? I mean, I got some ideas, but what do you think? Even if you're in it, you don't know what a healthy pattern is. What is healthy? How can you come to a healthy pattern? Well, it's really interesting. So, for example, um, I'm going to be very vulnerable with this story here because I grew up on a farm. And on, on this farm, we had pigs and we mostly had horses and cows and chickens. But at some point, my mom got pigs and my mom had no idea how to care for these pigs. As a kid, I had no idea how to care for pigs. And so these pigs were kept in a very small area. They weren't fed well enough. And when we finally slaughtered them, they weren't even fat enough to make bacon, which was the whole point of having them. And so fast forward about 10 years, my ex-fiance and I, we have a farm and we got some pigs. And it was the same standard of care 
that that I had learned when I was younger is how we cared for those pigs. And one of them ended up dying because we didn't feed it enough because I didn't know. And I was just following what I had known in the past. And it wasn't until it died. I was like, wow, okay, we were obviously doing something wrong. And that's where you have two choices. If you're like, if you become aware that something is broken and wrong, now you have a choice of either, okay, I'm never going to get pigs again, which is actually the route we went because it's so traumatizing for me to realize that I didn't have the education to properly take care of them. Or you say, I'm going to go get a coach or I'm going to talk to another farmer who's an actual pig farmer and does a really good job with pigs and actually can care for them in the, in the proper way. And so, so much of it when we're young, when we're in our 20s and 30s, goes back to what we saw when we were younger. And so, like you said, for me, my father was very emotionally unavailable. He worked all the time. He didn't have the emotional space for us, my brother and I. And then my mom had trouble with her own boundaries. And so her boyfriends were always pushing her to the limits and she didn't respect my boundaries and I didn't respect her boundaries. So we just, that's what I knew. And until I realized hence the pig dying, that there was a problem with the way I was setting boundaries. That's when I set out to actually, instead of saying, I'm never having a relationship ever again, I'm going to figure out what is broken and what I learned wrong. And I sought coaching. I read books. I did all the things to be able to move forward and learn how to healthy, like take care of my boundaries in a healthy manner. I guess great. I mean, really, it leads into my kind of my next point, which I love. I mean, that's a great point. This thing is you have to learn. And like, if you didn't have it, so, like, I just want to give some tangible stuff today. I think it's real important. Like, we give value in what we do with United Keely and what we're doing. So, this is some uh, so people that just stay at the gate. You don't even let in. So, here's some red uh, red flags, whatever you want to call them in a relationship. Well, I love some of these things. They all end with the uh, eight, A-T-E kind of. So, I like things that are catchy like that. Mm-hmm. So, here's some things that are really important. I think somebody who dominates. And obviously, you see somebody, they dominate, they're just dominant, that's how they are. Uh, manipulate. We all kind of understand that, I think. Somebody's manipulating or um, they triangulate. I thought this was really interesting. So they get somebody else involved. Hey, let me tell you what he does wrong, my boyfriend. Let me tell you what my girlfriend does wrong, you know. Or let's get in, you know, my sister in this situation, my brother. So they triangulate, which we've all had that. They instigate. Man, that was something that my family was like... <laughs> Push the buttons, they instigate. Yeah. Uh, suffocate. Somebody comes in. I know the love bombing thing's real popular mm-hmm. right now. Term. Somebody just suffocates you. You know, you can't have relationships with your, you know, your uh, your family or your other friends because they come in just suffocate you in a relationship. Uh, humiliate. Somebody puts you down. Yeah. You know, I know the avoidant attachment theory, which a lot of guys I help with, they humiliate. They, that's one of the things that's kind of used. Um, they violate. They violate your heart boundaries that you set things like that and the one i like best is uh they draculate you they just they nice just like out. life suckers just life suckers so those are kind of the ones so i want to kind of pick your brain before we get into some of the healthy ones but what are some things there's kind of ideas and some boundaries you got to look out for in people or some red flags to kind of really kind of spark people say hey is this a good thing or not to let into my farm my mm-hmm. my ran i absolutely love that list that's a very logical way to go about it too um as a woman, something that I've learned is that a relationship isn't about how it looks because so many of us get into relationships where it looks so perfect and it looks so good from the outside, but it feels absolutely terrible. And so when I, 
when I work with women, I say, okay, well, yes, it can check all the boxes, but how does it feel? Does it feel good to you? Or is it, is something wrong? How's your body reacting to this? Because the feminine, like we are very sensitive and intuitive and our body knows. And so, for example, I had a, I was in a relationship where the guy was doing many of those eights where he was, um, he was instigating. He was, um, what was the other one? That was a love bombing one that's um, suffocating. And my body actually reacted with chronic pain and rashes. And as soon as I got out of that relationship, I immediately felt better. So ladies, like if there's somebody who you, when you're around, doesn't make you feel good, it's not you, it's them. So that's my greatest piece of advice is it's not about what it looks like. It's about how it feels. Yeah, a couple of things on that to wrap up is, uh, you know, trust your gut feelings. I mean, we have that. I call it discernment, the Holy Spirit, you know, I have faith mm-hmm. background. Those things are put into you for a reason. You know, intuition women have, I think, you know, the gut feel. Um, I think it's really important not to neglect that. There's a whole good book about that, Trust Your Gut. It's a really good book about, really about safety, you know. And women had this, all this research done on women who are accosted or attacked. And they all had like this spidey sense of these feelings. Yeah. But they just went right past them. And then it become like these horror stories. But We're just so I think taught really not important. to listen to them. That's the biggest thing is we're taught not to listen yeah. to it and to think logically about everything instead of go with the feeling. Because sometimes it doesn't logically make sense to walk away but it's the best thing for the future, for, for your future. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Do you want um, to share so, some of the good things real quick to look for? Yeah, I do. I really want to get, kind of get into this. I think we can definitely come out. So I think it's easy, I think, to see the negative boundaries. Mm-hmm. But these are positive boundaries. Like these are the people you want in your gate. You want to keep them in. You don't want to suffocate them, but obviously yeah. you want to keep them in. Yeah. So here's some really good ones. I thought, um, and these all end with full, F-U-L, so easy to remember that way. Uh, one is worshipful, so somebody who just appreciates, you know, or just loves life. I mean, I'm, I love life. That's how I'm wired. Uh, respectful. Somebody's respectful of you, the boundaries you set, or just who you are, especially as you're getting to know somebody. I think that's important. Somebody's graceful. It has grace, gives you grace, extends grace, mm-hmm. and we're all human. Um, resentful. I'm sorry, resourceful. I'm <laughs> not resentful. Somebody who's resourceful. So somebody who can problem think critically, mm-hmm. who can, you know, um, careful. I like that one a lot. Someone's careful, you know, not love bombing or yeah. blowing you up. Or someone that's insightful, you know, perceptive, can see things, can, you know, be introspective. I think that's really important. That we're, if people are introspective, we're usually pretty healthy people. Someone who's faithful. They show up. They say what they're going to do. They're consistent. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I like this one best is grateful. I just think that's the yeah. best one. So someone who's just grateful. And just appreciates you, your time. They value your boundaries. They respect those things. So, but yeah, what do you think about some of those? Or what do you have are some healthy boundaries? I think the other thing about these positive things to look for in someone is it's not, it's not just about what they do outwardly, because this is something where if you have someone who is suffocating with the love bombing early on, it's going to look like gratitude. It's going to look like all these great things, but look closely at how they treat themselves and how they talk about others in the past, because it's not just about how they are towards you, it's how they are to themselves. Because what is that saying? Um, how you do one thing is how you do everything. Yep, and so yep. if if somebody is good to themselves, they're going to be good to you. If they're good to their mother and their kids and their friends, they're going to be good to you. But if they're only good to you, and you look at them and you're like, oh, you're like, don't treat yourself well or your animals or your, you talk bad about your past, your past relationships and be wary of that because they're not actually living in alignment with those things. So 
that's um that's my last two cents on that yeah no i agree and something else is buff i just want to kind of cover like um from a boundary standpoint if a person presents himself as the cure that's usually a problem yeah. Was, oh you know just i just if you're shaking your head you're laughing but <laughs> that was one of the things i just had a counseling appointment yesterday and we actually talked about a lot of this stuff as boundaries i knew we were getting yeah. into them yeah. so we're talking about healthy boundaries and i'm a fixer so my first attitude is hey let me fix the problem mm-hmm. which i'm just not here to fix anybody i'm not the cure you know what i mean and and that's usually not a healthy indication of them themselves they're trying to fix others and i talked to a lot of counselors believe it or not and Counselors sometimes can be some of the most messed up people you know. I'm just, you know, I'm not saying they all are, but I'm just saying yeah. I've talked to a lot of people. So the thing is, we all have problems and things, and we're offering the solution or being the solution, I think is a huge red flag. So that's just yeah. something I want to kind of add a piggyback onto that. So, yeah, you have to be careful. I mean, people can be super well meaning. I always mm-hmm. like to, when I give people advice, be like, hey, this is what worked for me, and this is what I learned through the experience. But go out and seek your own truth um, in in all of in all of the trauma and experience that they're having. But as we wrap this up, what is one takeaway from today that you believe will end toxic love? I think a couple of things is um, be present. Try to understand who you're with and really hear the words they're saying. I'm in sales, so we have a rule. We think it's not it's not the objection what they're saying it's what's behind the objection so you know being present really listen to the words i think eventually people do come out their character comes out who they are so really being present and then just just understanding maybe you just need to get good friends good people around you i think when you're dating time is on your side mm-hmm. i think you really need to value other people that you trust and love already their opinion because people see red flags i think girls or women are much more intuitive when it comes to that and as a guy i just know i'm not i go in i assume the best everybody i'm kind of just i'm like gomer pile i think everything's great you're great i'm great and then i realized too much down the road like oh i can't live with this this is yeah. not something i can deal with so for me i'm a little slow to the game but i think if you're listening and being present it really puts you into that person who they are but what do you think what's kind of one takeaway that would stop toxic love yeah so my biggest thing is that you get to design the ranch you get to design what the life around you looks like and you get to choose who comes through the gate and so that's something that i just thought that i needed to do what have the the ranch look like what my my, what my mom had designed because that was comfortable to me mixed with the, what society was telling me that my ranch should look like and then i had no idea what type of people to let in and out i just thought that i had to deal with whatever came in and put out fires it's kind of like this whole idea of like um, d- during one of the darkest times of my life, I felt like I had a bag of kittens or cats and they kept getting out. And by the time I'd wrangle one, I'd shove it back in the bag and I realized there was a hole in the bag. And so it was pointless to keep trying to wrangle everything together. And I finally let the bag go and let all the cats go and they were free to do whatever they wanted. <laughs> but it's the same thing with people is that you get to just let it go and be like, no, I'm just not even going to deal with you. And because it's not my job to fix you. It's not my job to deal with all of your drama. That's your job and be able to set boundaries and be like, no, I'm just going to walk away. And yes, I'm going to feel guilty, but that's okay. So that's my, that's my big spiel. 
Yeah, I think that's great. I think that's a great way to wrap up. And I really think, uh, like you said, trust intuition, understanding mm-hmm. people, and just with your past. I do think past performance does indicate future performance. So you got to understand your family dynamic. You understand, you know, it's okay to get help. It's a friend, a family member, a 12-step group. There's a lot of resources out there. I know we're going to have some comments in the chat. I'm going to put some resources that are free. I think they're super valuable because not everybody can afford therapy. Not everybody can afford a coach. We want to add value. But I think if you can, you really should consider the value of coaching. Coaching is definitely there. So B, I'll make sure we get that in the chat, the comments um, about what resources are available to people because a lot of us didn't grow up with that and having good boundaries. So appreciate appreciate time today, Keely. Always I love talking with you and, and having this conversation. All right. Well until next time. <laughs>